our lives will serve the Lord everlasting. Our house will serve the Lord, that's why the pot is casting. Working these digital grounds like farmers. Looking in the light, Ephesians 6 with the body armor. Mindset against the devil. Luke 9 carrying the cross with every struggle. Footsteps in Jesus, footprints is where we stand. Firm foundation is where we walk, not sinking sand. We stand up for his spirit in these times. When he speaks a word, giving sight to the blind. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. One more time. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. Yeah, Living in the Light podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Living in the Light Life Lessons Podcast Show. I'm your host, David Akins. I want to thank you for allowing me to break bread with you today. And as we break bread, allow yourself to relax, hear, and apply the word that you've learned today to your life. By doing so, you just might see the results that you've never seen before. Try it. Enjoy the show. Today, I want to just keep on the same vein that we've been going on. And I want to keep talking to you today out of the book of Judges. Again, we're going to talk about the choices we make, and this is part two. There are a lot of things that are so rich about this book that I think that we overlook it at times. But when we start to look at chapter one, we find that God has given them the ability to be able to take the land. He has been with them and gave them the strength and the power to overcome their enemies. But when they ran into the obstacle that they weren't able to take a certain part of the enemy that was stronger than they were, God gave them the ability to grow themselves. And as they became stronger, instead of driving out the enemy, they became content and decided to use them for a furtherance of gain of wealth versus the fact of getting rid of them. Because later on, that wealth that I think that I'm getting from you later becomes a staggering hindrance for me. Your way of life becomes a way of hindering me and my growth and a staggering thing. It's like saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to go to AA. I'm going to stop drinking, but I'm still going to hang out at the bar. These are things that God is trying to teach us to do that. As you become stronger, you let go of things. He gave us the strength to get better to do more. And what Israel was facing was that the fact they became content because they were stronger. So they put them under servitude. When God says you don't need them to be under servitude, I needed you to get rid of them. There are things that we hold on to in our own lives that we are still struggling with. We're still struggling with something because we refuse to let go of something. We have snared ourselves with our own choices. You think that because you're at your end, you go and you stay with somebody else. You meet people that you shouldn't be meeting. We tie ourselves into things that we shouldn't tie ourselves into. And we're wondering why we're reaping what we reap. We play with things that we were designed that as we got stronger to go ahead and push them out of our lives. There are some things that you weren't able to take care of last year in your life, but now you have the ability to push it out. You pushed out some things out of your life, but now you're stuck because you won't take some of the things out from last year that God had been dealing with you about to get rid of this year. This was the problem that Israel was facing in their choice. They was being content because they had the strength to overcome their enemy. But instead of overcoming them, they took and made them vassals. And because they made them vassals, that vassal state that they put their 
enemies in became the ensnarement with them because they were never supposed to make an agreement with it. When we come into our new Christian life, we should not make agreements with our past, but try to reconcile those things that are that God has allowed us to. But most of us, what we do is we say, because I'm in a place that I have more strength, I'll keep you around because I can use what you have, not knowing that if I use you, that Maybe that thing that you're using now will become your snare and draw you back out to where you've been. How many of us have got free from something, but because of the connections that we kept, we went right back into the same trap over and over and over again. And what God was saying, he said, their gods will be a snare unto you. We find that they became, they, they offered unto the Lord. They wept because they knew that they had just sown their own destruction. Most of us have been making our choices in self-destruction. We get free from something and God, and we go right back to the same mess, to the same person, the same type personality, maybe not the same person, but a different form of that person with the same personality is because we don't address the issues as a new person. And we address it as the old person because we keep trying to wrap around the old life into the new life. They were in a new land and they were conquering it. And God was teaching them to take faith and be obedient and to come in and take a place. But what they were doing was that they were developing themselves and going back to the old mentality. Well, you're here now. We are stronger than you. So we're going to oppress you and make you a vessel, but not knowing that because of their influence of the people of that land will later become a snare unto them and draw them away from their God. And that was the problem that they were facing. See, when we walk in contentment and never developing ourselves and never developing more than what we could ever be, we find ourselves in a place that we become less than what we've ever been in our lives. You look back and say, God, you brought me out of here, but now you're bringing me back out of the same messes because I refuse to let go of my old life, but I want to walk in my newness. One thing we kind of don't look at is because the Bible says that the devil walks around as a lion seeking whom he may devour. And when we look at that thing, it says a lion doesn't just, it stands and it waits and it looks for the weak point and the weak one. And our lives, he looks for the weak point and he comes in and attacks us at a weak point. And because we're not developing ourselves or because we're not staying on point and following the rules that God had set for us, those things that we let sit around that always seem to be the, the drawback. You know, I stopped drinking, but I, I still got a bottle of wine sitting over there. You drunk and you know that drinking will take you in a place where you don't want to be, then sometimes you need to cut things out of your life. We walk in this newness of life, but we still keep walking in the oldness. See, we need to get to the place that we don't do what we used to do anymore. The Bible says that when a new man, when a, when a man is in Christ, he is a new creature in Christ, but yet we still keep holding on to the old things in our lives. As we look at this word and we look back and say, as, as I can look back and, and when we look at this word, we say, Lord, how is it? That you keep bringing me out. When the thing about one of the underlying things about the book of Judges was that he kept bringing them out of messes that they kept putting themselves into. It was in their obedience that they received victory. It was in their disobedience that they became enslaved. Most of us are enslaved to the things that we refuse to get out of our lives. We find out that he said, make no treaty with the things in that land. As we've been reading in chapter one, when he goes back, he addresses the issue with them in chapter when it starts off, it says the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bacham and said, I moved you out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I promised you, which I promised your fathers by oath and said, I will not break my covenant with you through eternity, but you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land there 
altars, you will break down. But you have not listened to my voice. What is this you have done? Wherefore, I say unto you, I will not drive out before you, but they will, but they shall be your adversaries, and your God and their gods shall be a snare unto you. I was reading it out of the modern language Bible. I sometimes go around different versions, but in this one, what it says is one of the things I wanted to point out, which when we go back and look at chapter two, verses one and two, was the fact is he said he reminded them that they weren't supposed to make a covenant and that they with the people in that land, a treaty, but they did. And their actions had ramifications. There are things in our lives God tells us to get rid of, but we keep it around and we've been suffering from it. You know, it's just like, you know, the prime example would be he tells you, hey, you know what? Stop fixing that hot water heater and patching it up, the elements in there. Go ahead and spend the money, buy a new one. And you may think cheap for the moment saying, well, I could get this guy to come patch it up, put new heated elements in there. It'll last about another two years. And over the period of time, when you finally do get it fixed, it costs you more. God's trying to get you to get rid of things now before it costs you more than you can pay. Most of us have to buy something like if you would have done the work when it first needed to be done, you wouldn't suffer a higher cost. Like when you go get your car, when it first starts, the light starts to first come on and you go, oh, it went back out. Instead of you going to get it checked, then you wait till it's on and blinking. Now the damage is total. When they said, if you came in, when you first came in, we'd have been able to repair the belt and it would have only cost you maybe $200. Now it's going to cost you $2,000. See, God gives you a warning ahead of time and he prepares you. The things don't make sense to us. It's like mysteriously, like you're telling me to get rid of this, but he's saying, but in the long run, what he's actually trying to get you to do is let go of the things that are hurting you. It may hurt to let go of some of the things that he asks you to, but let it go. Our choices can keep us in places where we don't want to be. We find that Israel and the book of Judges made choices that kept them where they were, that kept them in their bondage. And the whole time he was trying to teach them. They would have fought to keep the land. He was teaching them to keep something. Most of us get mad because God gives us struggles because we're struggling to keep and hold on to what we have out of obedience. And it's building your muscle. You're stronger than what you've ever been. And there's some things that you just need to let go. You want everybody to listen to you, but God is just saying, just let it go. Let them go. You want to stretch your wings to grow. And sometimes you're stuck in a spot. I had a friend once tell me, he said that he, he, he he's like, he's been feeling the urge to move on, but he, he's always been coached to no, no, just stay right here. Don't go off there. Don't go off there when you need to stretch. Sometimes people want you so close to them, but they won't let you grow to be more than what you could be and reach the people you're supposed to reach because we're content and we allow people to keep us content. We need to let go of being content where you are and develop yourself to be better. You may be it. You may be the best administrative clerk, but then you might want to develop yourself a little, your skills even more to produce and become more productive. God is a aggressive. He's always progressing. Better, 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 better. We see him better and better, better, better. He wants you to do better, better, better. I don't know who I'm talking to, but it's time to let go of those things that you've been holding on to. You've been trying to make things work out and it doesn't work. 
You want people to hear you all over the place, but it doesn't work. All he's been saying is, let go of that junk you've been holding on to. Trust me in this new life. Stop going back to the things you used to do and do the things that you should do. You've been feeling letting go of some of these things. You've been feeling, stop going out, hanging out. You've been feeling like, I've been all over the place and God, I'm, I, I, I don't know why I'm still feeling empty because you are a new creature and you're not the old. Your spirit's thriving to do the things of God, not the things of this world. You tied yourself to relationships that don't matter. Relationships that should have been let go in your new life. God is a God of mercy and a God of second chances. Come back into the covenant and into the fold. Repent and turn. Heavenly Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come before you, Lord, saying thank you, Lord, for allowing me to share the word with your people today, Lord. I ask, Lord, as they keep reading in the book of Judges, chapters 1 and 2, Lord, that you would feed their spirit, Lord. Help them to not be content, not complacent, and let go of the things that are holding them in place, God. I pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that have that one thing, Lord, that you've been asking them to do, Lord, and they've been around people that it won't let them go or grow and hold them in place, Lord, that you would break the bounds that they have on that person right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I speak to those, Lord, that are in captivity at this moment in their minds, Lord, that I speak freedom right now in the name of Jesus into their minds, God. I speak peace into their souls, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you would deliver those, Lord, that are tormented by spirits, Lord, spirits tormenting them at night, Lord, and, and and in the day, Lord, tormenting their family, Lord, to be non-prosperous, Lord. I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would free their hearts, their minds, and their souls, Lord. That you would break every demonic hold on their life, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ on it, Lord. I ask, Lord, that you would save souls today, Lord. I ask, Lord, that those that hear this message, Lord, that they don't know you, Lord, that they become saved, Lord. That you would prick their heart, Lord, and by the Holy Ghost just Fall on them and deliver them and save them and set them free, Father, because we know, Lord, that when we are in you, Lord, we are the most beautiful things in this world, God, because we reflect your beauty, your wonderful Holy Spirit shines through us, Lord, and we become new creatures in Christ, Lord. We become rivers of your living water, God, which is so beautiful because the waterfalls are so beautiful, Lord, and those things spew out of us, Lord, make us beautiful, God. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that those that heard this message today, Lord, aren't going home empty, but they're going home full. Father, in the name of Jesus, amen. Our lives will serve the Lord everlasting. Our house will serve the Lord, that's why the pot is casting. Working these digital grounds like farmers. Looking in the light, Ephesians 6 with the body armor. Mindset against the devil. Luke 9 carrying the cross with every struggle. Footsteps in Jesus, footprints is where we stand. Firm foundation is where we walk, not sinking sand. We stand up for his spirit in these times. When he speaks a word, giving sight to the blind. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. One more time. Like fishing lines, our cares we cast. This is the Living in the Light podcast. Yeah, Living in the Light podcast. Yeah.